step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Do you long for more fulfillment and meaningful relationships in life? It's so easy to get into a rut and forget what really matters. Do you ever find yourself just clocking in and clocking out and wondering if you're really getting your money's worth? How do you prioritize? How do you focus more on the truly rewarding aspects of living without getting bogged down by the daily grind? In other words, have you learned yet how to truly live? Well, our guest today, Karen Locks Reindoller, is a speaker, humanitarian, and the author of the celebrated book, Working for Peanuts, the Project Linus story, and she's going to open up with us about her journey and share her tips for finding true fulfillment and purpose. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio, Karen. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. So happy to have you. And, um, you know, it's so interesting. You're the founder of Project Linus, a children's charity that in the past 21 years has delivered over 6.4 million handmade security blankets to children in need of comfort. That's a lot of blankets. It is. A tremendous job. Congratulations. A lot of helping hands and helping hearts. Thank you. How did the project come about? You know, Project Linus started, it was truly an answer to one of my prayers, and I'd been kind of putting it out there to the universe or whoever you want to call it. And I had really wanted to figure a way that I could make a difference, not just take up the space on this uh, little marble of a, a world that we're living on. I wanted to be able to give back in some way. And so I'd just been kind of putting the vibe out and saying, you know, I'd like to be able to recognize opportunity when it's around me. And sure enough, on Christmas Eve, 1995, I was flipping through Parade Magazine, and I saw a picture of a little girl, and her image had been shot by uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning photojournalist Eddie Adams, and he was doing a story on, uh, it was called Joy to the World, and it was a story on children that were going through different medical challenges and uh it this story on this little girl she in the picture she had her security blanket with her and she had said that it had been a comfort to her her aunt had made it for her and she was able to take it to her doctor's appointments and if she wasn't feeling well she could use it on the couch in her bed it was something uh, like a mobile hug and I was like oh, I've just learned how to crochet I've been making blankets for all my friends and family and now this is some way that I can share this newfound skill with uh, children in need of a little extra comfort. And so that's where it all began. How sweet. Now, you're not going to tell me you've made all these blankets yourself. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I make a lot of blankets, but we have just a wonderful, I'm just calling it a volunteer army of scouts and church groups and school groups and individuals, just people that are interested in finding a way to make a difference. So if you think about times like 9-11, where everybody's like, oh, what do I do? How can I help? You just feel so helpless. And um, so that's why with all the the blood drives that were going on, that was something tangible somebody could go out and do. And so making a blanket is very similar. So whether there's a hurricane or a tornado or some natural disaster going on or even man-made disaster, unfortunately, our lovely state of Colorado has been um, at the epicenter of several very, very infamous um, violent events, including the Arapaho and Columbine High School shootings, the Aurora Theater shootings, and uh, you just really feel very helpless in being able to make a positive difference. But with something like Project Linus, you know anybody can assist. And once upon a time, when we first started Project Linus, basically it was people who were knitting, quilting, and crocheting, which are all skills that take a little bit of dexterity and time to acquire. Fortunately, we've been very uh, blessed to have the advent of something called polar fleece. And literally with a pair of sharp sewing scissors and some polar fleece, blankets are very easy to be made. If somebody knows how to use scissors, they can make a blanket. So it's fun. We have um, all types of groups, including you know, uh, banks and different organizations in the uh, uh, just around the country who are interested in sometimes even just doing like a team building exercise. And they use Project Linus for something like that. And then the results of their good works, not only will, will it help their company, people come together, but also it helps the children in their community too. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it sounds like you've worn many, many hats and accomplished so much. Well, thank you. Is it, is it hard for a visionary like yourself to, to stay focused? And, I mean, 21 years working on the same project, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> you know, I, it is very hard for visionaries to, to stay focused. And I have not spent the last 21 years just simply making blankets. There's lots of other fabulous things going on, including being able to be a member of my local fire, fire department, Rattlesnake Fire Protection District. I've been in a firefighter and EMT with them, a veteran for 13 years. And being able to also assist in other ways, like being involved with the founding of a, another children's charity called HIPS, which is Hide in Plain Sight, and we assist kids with being able to um, get college scholarships despite the fact that they may be homeless in high school or even in college, and assist them with a hand up instead of a handout. And so there's there's lots of things to keep things flowing and keep the energy going. And with Project Linus, we have new coordinators coming on all the time. We have great new volunteers that come with their own fresh stories and their fresh uh, energies to keep things going. And it's really fun to see the whole boomerang effect on when you do something for others, how it comes back to you. It just always happens that way. It's not how we start things, but, um, you know, we'll have 
numerous people that will come out and, you know, they're, all of their stories are unique. Maybe somebody has lost a child of their own. Uh, maybe they have, um, they're, they're just trying to do something nice for the community. And all of a sudden they start getting more involved and find out how much they are able to make a difference. Because there's, if you just turn on the news every night or during the day, there's just, you can get really bogged down on how much grief there is out there because, yeah, unfortunately, the good news isn't being celebrated. Uh, so by being able to share your time and talents with others, you can feel now that you have uh, a grasp on making that difference. And it's, it's not so overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. So what would you say is your leading core value? My leading core value is definitely making a difference. Uh, that's, I think there's some great exercises out there if people aren't familiar with their core values to be able to go through. And uh, there was even somebody had a card deck that was fun, and you just kind of pulled out things that were important to you, and then you just continue to weed them down, down, down. And once you find out what that core value is, then it explains a lot of things in your life. And so for me, I've always found that if I'm involved with activities or organizations, or even companies that it just feels like they're going through the motions that they don't really care whether you're coming up with unique ideas or, you know, they just need a body to fill a job. I, I know for some people that that fits with what they need. But for me, if I feel like I'm not making a difference, then I'm pretty much check, please. It's time to move on someplace that I can't make a difference. So was there something in your life that precipitated you understanding or figuring out what your core value was? Because for many people, I think they go through life and they, they're, really, they're really clueless. They're really, um, they're really not sure, even when they do the exercises and they, mm-hmm. um, they're prompted to think about, you know, what am I really about? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? What do I enjoy? What do I value more than anything? You know, mm-hmm. you hear the, the, the typical, you know, oh, I love my family or I love this or, you know, I really mm-hmm. value that. Or, but you seem to really embody your 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 core value of making a difference. I mean, it it is seems to be such a part of you, and obviously you've lived it out. So, sure. was there anything that you know triggered you to understand this, or? You know, honestly, I think I was at uh, a meeting one day where there was a coach and she was teaching people how to tap into what their core values were. And at that time, I was like, core values, whatever. What what does this mean? You know, how is this going to make a difference to me? But it was very, very interesting when we did meld things down. Once I understood that, say, making a difference was super important for me, then all of a sudden I started seeing that throughout my life that this was absolutely something that either got me very passionate or dispassionate about an event or a program or a company. Um, it, it just all of a sudden the light bulb came on and was like, oh, now I get it. And, you know, the core value, like if making a difference isn't the core value for somebody, which it's not for a lot of other, there's, as you say, there's family. There's, I mean, there's no really bad core values out there, uh, that once somebody ties into what their core value is, it helps them kind of just dial in and get focused a little bit like when you're getting an eye exam, make things all of a sudden start to become clear. And I highly recommend, I mean, it's fun. It's a really fun exercise. And I know there's probably bunches of exercises out there that somebody can learn how to do this. 
But then all of a sudden, it, it really helps you be able to understand not only yourself, but decisions that you've made in your life, as well as future decisions that you want to make in your life. I mean, it's very easy now for me to pull out, all right, if I want to take a job, if I want to move somewhere, if I want to have a relationship with people, you know, is this going to be in alignment with my core value? And if it's not, then very often I will pass on that opportunity because I know I'll just be spinning my wheels. Very well said. Um, I call it values-based decision-making, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you just said it so beautifully, right? It's about aligning your values um, or, or, or making decisions based on your values, and mm-hmm. uh, if the values are not aligned, then the decision becomes pretty easy, right? Pretty easy it to does. make. It really um, does. And it pertains to relationships. It pertains to opportunities. Um, so, Yeah. You said it very, very well. So how do you inspire others to new heights or encourage those who feel they're stuck in a rut? You know, that is a great question because a lot of times I, I found out when I first started getting up on stage and talking about Project Linus and making a difference that uh, people would come up and say, oh, that's really great what you did or that's great you were able to do this. Ah, okay, I am not getting the message across. This isn't about me. This is about all of us and being able to tap into the best of ourselves and to pull themselves out of it. You know, that there's so many just cliche sayings out there, like, you know, once you start doing things for others, then you can't help but pull yourself out of your own situation because you realize that, um, Whatever you're going through, you will make it through this. You can make it through this. It's It will not seem as uh, dire years from now. And just being able to be there not only for yourself but also for others in the situation, whatever is happening, then that's that's going to make things so much better for everybody. And so to help inspire others, I try to get them focused on – what fits for them. And uh, each of us is unique. Each of us is different. And again, this is where going back to the core values helps out tremendously, because if you know your core value is, say, family, then everything that you choose is going to, if it comes back to that, then you can focus on how to do that positively. uh, And then you can fit your situation, your needs, your interests and abilities to fit what your interest is. And so it's helping people to find their courage and d- define what success is for them because it's different for each and every one of us. Um, so I, I think that inspiring others, it always kind of, it's, it's a little bit like being a speaker. Like I, I own Denver Speakers Bureau and work with about 125 different professional speakers, including Olympians and uh, NFL players and just subject matter experts. And like one of the Olympians who had been my idol for a long time, she was a swimming superstar and had won many, many gold medals. And, you know, she, sent me her bio, which included all her wins and all the accomplishments. And I, and she wants to get up on stage and be successful. And I'm like, you know, yes, people are going to be impressed with how many records you broke or how many medals you won, but you have to be able to tap into also how you, 
how your journey has led through even some obstacles. Surely there's been some obstacles in your way. I mean, there are some people that seem to have that Midas touch, but then you find out that, you know, all the times that they weren't successful, maybe that hasn't been so much of a, a part of their story that they've either allowed to be um, advertised or told. They just like to focus on their successes. But as a speaker, the audience doesn't really understand. Uh, they can't really relate to living a completely successful life because all of us have had our challenges. So being able to tap into what those people's challenges are and how they can overcome their obstacle is how you can inspire them instead of just telling your own success stories. Yes. Anyone who's everybody has challenges, right? And mm -hmm. I think the people who have accomplished, seemingly accomplished more than others, I believe they've got even more challenges that they've overcome, right? Oh, yeah. Because growth and success is not linear. Uh, no. It, it, it's a roller coaster. It is. And it's a continuing roller coaster. I mean, just because you've been successful or you're successful today doesn't mean that you're going to have that you know, a week from now or a month from now or years from now. You got to keep on going and keep on. It doesn't mean that you have to constantly be working 24 seven. You know, it's uh, I don't know if you've read Phil Collins new book. It's called Not Dead Yet. But it was no. it was pretty it, it's an interesting book. And I don't know if you're a fan of his, but, you know, it it is just blaring example of how, uh, you know, you really need to focus on what is important to you. So like for him, he kept saying, you know, I love my family. I'm not going to be like my dad. I'm, you know, and then the more he spent time at work and the more he spent time chasing down his professional dreams over and over and over again, his personal dreams shattered. And it's like, it just happened over and over and over again. It's like, wow, how is he not seeing this repeat pattern? Uh, and obviously now he does, but, and that's how he's writing the book about it. But it just, while he was in the moment, he was allowing himself to get caught up with other opportunities and not understanding there's only 24 hours in a day for all of us. And depending on where you put that time, that's where you're going to be able to, uh, see your successes and then where you're not putting the time is that's where you'll have less success usually. So you were married to someone in the music industry that was, uh, mm -hmm. um, I guess, Hall of Famer, drummer, right? Yes. Uh, rock yes. and roll Hall of Famer. Um, yes. is, is that um, part of your interest or connection to um, his story? That's funny. That? No, it actually isn't because I just read Bruce Springsteen's story and I love autobiographies because you just get to learn so much from other people's successes and also challenges, probably even more so the challenges. So yeah, that the Phil Collins is just one that I just finished reading. But you know, Bruce Springsteen, love him, love his music, and wow, the challenges he's gone through. He's got a new book out too, which is just so incredible. So yes, absolutely, I'm drawn to the music world, and uh, I guess probably because it, it a lot of the artists are people that are a little bit like a lion having a thorn in their paw. You know, the public sees them as, oh, you're so fortunate. You've got the fame. You've got the fortune. You know, everything's so easy for you. But people don't realize what's really going on behind the curtain and all the struggles that 
whether people are celebrities or not celebrities, we all are struggling with certain things. It might be family members. It might be your health. It might be whatever. Um, and just trying to figure out how to get through those difficult times is, um, I think, what is going to help make somebody have either a life of uh, where they see it as a success or one that's been a failure. And again, that that's just a matter of opinion. I mean, somebody can look at somebody's life and go, oh my gosh, you know, let's say they uh, had gone through the Holocaust or, you know, it's like, oh, what a terrible life you had to lead. But that person that actually went through it might say, I've had the most amazing life. You know, this, yeah, that was the worst time in the world. But look what's happened since then. Look, look how we've been able to make a difference again on, uh, for other people. And not just mm-hmm. dwell on the past and not dwell on what might happen in the future. You know, you can only mm-hmm. be really responsible for what your actions are right now. And just making sure that you're making those correct choices that are not going to affect, not only affect you, but understanding kind of the, the web of life. How when just one of those strands of our little life's web is touched by us, our ripple effects are being felt by countless people, whether it's our family, our friends, just making sure we're responsibly touching that web or making those positive ripple effects versus the negative ones that will continue to flow for generations that we won't even be familiar with or won't even know about. So well said. Wow, beautiful. Mm. You deliver your message of the Linus Effect to audiences across many platforms. What is your preferred communication medium? Is it is it speaking on stage? You know, I love speaking on stage. That's a lot of fun. Um, the Linus Effect has actually uh, been developed so that it can take my message not only to, say, groups of quilters or people that are volunteers, but also to, it's gone to corporations, it's gone to schools. It, it's really kind of across the board now. And what that is is five steps to a more purposeful, basically, life. But then we switch that over if it's in with schools, you know, five steps to a more purposeful um, school experience or whatever that organization's challenges are. So it's, it comes down to five simple things, including live with purpose, investing in others, never saying never, undertaking something bold and starting now. And so that's something that all of us can incorporate into all parts of our lives. And so it's fun being able to get up on stage. It's also, you know, books. And I love um, the written word because people keep it around for so long. And we were in People Magazine probably 20 years ago or 18 years ago. And I still have people calling me from People Magazine that maybe they have – they clip out the written word and put it in a file someplace and say, okay, this is what I want to do when I retire, or this is what I'm going to do when I have a little extra time or extra money or whatever it is. And then they get involved with it there. So that's, that's one of the wonderful ways that the written word is able to capture audiences and keep them in tune. You know, it's, I love things like radio like and podcasts because that helps somebody understand a little bit more about what somebody's personality is like versus just simply seeing a flat written word and uh, they can hear their enthusiasm or just hear their passion for whatever the topic is. And then uh, the, one of the latest, uh, greatest things that I love that I know a lot, of, a lot of other people are horrified by or just don't seem to want to tap into it 
or know how to tap into it is social media. I think that is just so much fun and something that definitely didn't exist 20 years ago. And to be able to have the opportunity to uh, speak to literally millions of people uh, with absolutely, you don't even have to have money anymore. with something like Twitter, uh, something like Facebook, and being able to get that message out there. And as long as it stays in alignment with what your core values are and what your mission and vision and goals are, then you get known for being a subject matter expert for that topic. And so I, I think to, have, to just pick one simple communication uh, medium, and it is difficult now because there's so many wonderful options out there. Mm. Wow, what an amazing message. And really, um, Karen, what an inspired life you've lived and continue to live, right? Um, so Absolutely. thank you so very much. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure having you as our guest on Living Wealthy Radio today. Um, your story and your vision is such an inspiration. You know, we all face life's doubts and failures, and we all wonder if we can really make a difference. But the answer is we can. And, Karen, as you so beautifully said, you know, it's not about what you've done. It's um, your story. You tell your story so you can inspire others to that we can do what you've done and, and maybe more, right? Um, Absolutely. And it's not necessarily about how much we do, but just doing something that can make a difference and that mm-hmm. can just add so much richness, richness to our lives. Um, yes. So thank you so much for joining us today on Living Wealthy Radio. And please let our listeners know how they can find you online. Uh, absolutely. I'm on uh, Twitter. I, I am Karen Lauks, L-O-U-C-K-S 303. Uh, for Denver area code. And then also you can go to my website, which is uh, Karen Lauks, L-O-U-C-K-S dot com. And that's my website. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have audiences or interested in being inspired or motivated to, to whether it's avoiding toxic people or finding that elusive happiness, I'm, I'm more than happy to come out and talk with them and, and get them fired up so that they can continue that positive ripple effect. That would be wonderful. Fantastic. And we will also feature you on Living Wealthy Radio, and uh, the podcast will be uploaded. And so our listeners can go there and check you out. So, Karen, again, thank you so very much. Uh, to see it on all your work. Me too. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.